Aza is a bomb ass girl. She's just trying to be all polite. Um, <laughs> she is the creator, founder, CEO, COO, CFO. Wow. I don't know what those ones mean. But yeah, so many titles. But they mean so. something. And she is the founder of Project X. Um, if you guys have looked through my Instagram, you see the girls' night out events that we have. She's just a boss queen doing boss things. And she's what? Black. So look. Black women are doing things out there. No, honestly, they are. There's so many um, people that I've like gotten to meet while on this journey of like creating Project X, and so many boss ass women that are black doing something great, and nobody gets to see them. They don't get the recognition that they deserve. Exactly. So today it's gonna be fun. Today we're just gonna talk about continuation of our race conversation. We're gonna talk about how it is as as a black woman having a business in Australia, how is it working with other black women? How is it as a woman also owning a business and working with other women? So before we get to that, you know what time it is. It's the uncommon quote of the day. I lost the quote that I was supposed to use before, but this is the second one that I found. It says this, and this is kind of like a thing where I want people to kind of argue. Ready? It says, it's hard to be a woman. You must think like a man, act like a lady, look like a young girl, but work like a horse. Wow. Whoa. Okay, again, repeat. Okay. It's hard to be a woman. You must think like a man, act like a lady, and look like a woman, and work like a horse. Hmm. What do you think? Wow. Um, that's... That just really um, hit the mark. But I feel like that's kind of true in a way. Like, um, especially when you have or you've created your own business. Yeah. And you get to interact with, let's say, other men that have also created a business. And you kind of start talking about your issues while developing a business. And you understand how different it is from the way a man will build a business into the way a woman will build a business. There's just so much more requirements for a woman. Yeah. Um, you know, because, like, you're kind of... Um, trying to like portray yourself as this strong woman and then you want to come home and also be this nurturing woman and yeah. then outside of all of that you have to keep up an appearance as well yeah yeah you know what i mean that's like, good it's like you can't walk into an interview with untidy hair or you can't wear this or that because you're going to be judged and you won't be taken seriously yeah so in that aspect of like i completely agree with the quote in that's that aspect cool. how do you think race plays into it Oh, definitely. You know what? It's quite funny that we're talking about this. Um, I've started a new job, and me and my girlfriend at, um, at that job, we're talking about this as well. Um, in a business setting, what I wear and what, let's say, a white or Caucasian woman would wear mm. will be, both be perceived differently. Yeah. So, for example, at our work, we have to wear business um, clothes and stuff, right? Yeah. Um, and you can't wear casual clothes. Yeah. But... There are Caucasian women that would wear um, casual clothes and won't get picked up on it. But as soon as a black person does it, Ooh, and they yes. get picked up on it. Yeah. Or like when you wear something that's tight and accentuates your figure, nobody takes you seriously. Yeah. 
and they just want to objectify you and say, yeah. you know what, this is what what they dress like when they go partying and stuff. Yeah. So they won't take you seriously. Yeah. So in that aspect, building a business as a black woman, there's so much things that you have to take into account, and also losing your identity as well when you're building a business, making like finding ways where you can talk about racial issues. Yeah. Without dropping um sponsors or yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like without dropping sponsors or supporters because you're way to. Uh, pro black. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the what. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you have to try and find the balance of yeah. I can't be like <laughs> super exp- like I can't be super out there with who I am and my identity because that can then overshadow. They might be like, oh, that's coming off too strong. Like, and I think. Do you think it has the perception of people who are like, oh, like racism isn't that big of a deal right now? So we as Africans were making it a big of a deal. Yeah, definitely. Um, because. I'm gonna keep relating back to work because it's yeah. my new, like it's a work and it's a business environment. Yeah. So I feel like it, like um touches on this as well. Um, I work as well. So for example, it's three. There's two girls in that class that are black. Yeah. Okay, to me and her, and there's this other Caucasian woman, and we usually used to sit around the lunch together and talk about it. And you know when you we want to talk about issues and we want to talk about the way we see well, well the way we go through the world as a black woman. Mm. And they get uncomfortable about that. And Absolutely. Like, literally, this girl doesn't sit with us at lunch anymore because she's uncomfortable with the conversation because they, they don't think racism is that big of a deal, especially in Australia as well. Oh, and that's the thing. I think that, that's the thing that frustrates me. I think that people should be willing to educate themselves. Like, if you're hearing African people talk about the things they're going through, I think it's unfair. Not unfair, but I think it's very ignorant when someone is like, oh, like, you guys are just over-exaggerating. Like, you know what I mean? It's not a big deal. Like, look at all that Australia has done or look at Mm. all that we have done. So you can't say racism is that much. But I think it's that whole thing where when they feel uncomfortable, I think it's because they refuse to be educated. They want to stay in that bubble thinking that everything is okay, but it's not. Yeah. Yeah, and so, like, with work and things like that, and back to Project X, so working with, is it four other women? Five other women? Yeah, five five other black women how how do you think you guys have broken that stereotype of like oh black girls can't work together too much drama too much this how does that work especially as women you know as that stereotype of women can't be the same thing and as african women because you guys all come from different countries and different backgrounds yeah and you know what it's actually quite fine that you mentioned that before i started working on project x and before that i've always had I think it's a gullible view of the world. Yeah. I think, I don't know, I view the world as such an optimistic place. Yeah. So I never really thought about the competitiveness of women. Yeah. Until I heard um, Chimamanda when she talked about it in her talk and she's like, why do we teach women to compete for jobs and all of that? Yeah. And that kind of opened up my perspective and I, I started seeing it everywhere. So when we started Project X, one of our main aspects was to get to know each other. Yeah. To get to know each other's personalities, to get to know what, how everyone works and what their passion is. It's not just my vision, it's also yeah, their vision as well. Absolutely. It's about understanding each other and understanding where everyone is and not comparing each other as well. Yeah. Um, I know at Project X, every single month or every single um, yearly, um, we do a review and we That's sit down good. and we reflect on our goals, our personal goals, not the business goals, our wow. personal goals. Yeah. We reflect on that and we speak to each other. We say, you know, th- these were my weaknesses this year and these were yeah. my strengths and I want to work on this. Yeah. And, you know, we have that air of we can talk about our weaknesses and we can talk about our strengths as well without being judged. That's I think it's good. just creating that environment That's where everyone so can be vulnerable and just talk about what's going on at home and, you know, not being afraid to bring it up in the business as well. And that's the thing. I think 
when we create a platform for women to just be able to speak and be able to actually express that i think a lot of african women especially don't have that environment in their workplaces or don't don't see that platform so even if they want to start a business or even if they want to own something or do whatever they want to do they don't see that platform of women being able to come together and actually just be like okay you know what i mean because we've got that stereotype for so long as this is how women shouldn't be able to get in an environment that involves work and we should be get we should get along you know that's the stereotype and i'm so happy that you guys are breaking that because again women from different countries different backgrounds different upbringings coming together and i love what you said about like getting to know them and having to talk about your own passions and your own goals because if you can't reflect on your own then how can you yeah yeah so what was another one was what was one of the biggest thing with actually getting project x up on its feet like what was one of the biggest hurdles you had to face oh man (laughs) (laughs) hit me (laughs) hit me um okay so as a black woman trying to um get your vision started so everyone understands you have a vision and you work relentless at it okay um project x was meant to um start in 2017 oh wow we didn't launch project x until 2018 yeah because we would meet with people that would promise us that they will promise to yeah, help us. Yeah. And then um, as soon as we email back, and then nobody wants to help us anymore. Yeah. So we, I wouldn't say there's such big hurdles because I feel like when you're working towards a dream, like you're just going to encounter these things. Yeah, absolutely. But one of the biggest, I think the main thing was just um, finding people that we could trust and finding people that were supporting our vision. Absolutely. There were so many people that wanted to help us, but they weren't supporting our vision and it wasn't what we wanted. Oh, right. In the aspect of, um, they wanted to, you know, um, was like play the story of black kids in oh, australia trying, trying to, help to help black kids in africa yeah, oh, that's not what we're doing we're trying to so, develop africa we're not just trying to help africa it's it. a different thing yeah and it's also it's that like trying to find people even caucasian people that want to support our vision not yeah. not, not just to take a picture of us and, put and not just to make them feel good as well yeah, yeah. not to put us on ch- channel seven news and be like oh look african australians have that's done it so again good. yeah you know what i mean that's really true and i think in those moments sometimes we don't even see that like these are like a million dollar million dollar opportunities i think a lot of people when they see this they're like oh like this is this is it like if people if caucasians people can't support us then we don't have anything yeah you know what i mean and i'm not saying that i mean yo like if bill gates came and was like (laughs) let me help you guys we're not gonna turn him down like we won't but like i think that concept of What's that word? Is it like a white savior where we're looking yes, at them being like, savior, if yeah. they don't agree with what we're mm-hmm. doing, if they don't like what we're doing, then we yeah. must not be doing the right thing or yeah. we need to change our visions to suit that. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing because sometimes when we change what we were purposed to do, we don't end up living in our purpose. Yeah. We end up living in someone else's purpose. And then like 10 years down the track, you're snapping. <laughs> she just snapped. I was like, what? And like 10 years down the track, you're like, this wasn't what the young as I wanted to do. You know what I mean? Like, so I think when we come to the point, like I heard this quote the other day that says your title isn't your purpose, but your character is. Yep. Bam. Do you like, I, I was like, Holy moly. That is so true. Your title isn't your character. So who you are, like as a business owner, isn't your, isn't your title. It's your character. Mm -hmm. So when your character shines through, that's when if someone says, you know what, I don't really want to 
help you guys or even if I do want to help you guys I want to change it you can say no that's not yeah. the character of this business mm-hmm. and I think for everyone else who are listening like you may be a student but that's not your title your title is who you are as a person your title is who you are as a friend who you are as a sister who you are as a brother like that's who you are it's not your title as a student it's not your title as a worker or whatever it's who you are as a person so I think that really like makes mm-hmm. sense when you're established in that and your goals then you know like we're not going to change it just yeah. because a Caucasian person says oh like we could help you but if you did it this way yeah you know what I mean yeah because we've had so many opportunities I'm not even gonna lie we've had so many opportunities that we've kind of like sat down we're like oh we need to think about this um twice now you know but then we'll go back and forth between us and we're like but this is not what we see this is not our vision we yeah. can't even though it's a lot of support and it's a lot of money, we're not going to take that if it doesn't support our vision and, and who we are. Yeah. You know, the identity of the business, um, the essence of the business is not that. And we're not going to let somebody else just come in and, you know, change our vision. Yeah. It does, like... I don't want it like it it sounds rude but I don't want no white savior okay <laughs> she don't want no white savior no, it sounds rude but like I don't want that at all like and the funny thing is like our biggest supporters right now the people that are guiding us are black women that's it Woo! The, yeah the people Say that are carrying our business back. right hey. now <laughs> hey. yes the people that are carrying this business are black women the people that are behind the work, you know, shout out to um, Monica. She yes. she's incredible. Yes. She she's the one that really um, showed me the other side of working together as women as yeah. well. You know, she's somebody that's she's so humble. But the things that she has done, yeah. you you wouldn't I, even yeah. Do exactly. you know what I mean? You've exactly. met her. Yeah, exactly. She has that air of just somebody just so down to earth and humble. And they've done amazing, amazing things, things behind the scenes. And I think yep. it's true that... And I think for me, it's like an encouragement for us to like stand together. And as, as I was saying, like we don't actually know the power that we have. I think we actually look down on ourselves being mm-hmm. like, oh, we can't... We don't have much to support a black business or yeah. we don't have... You know, we don't have the funds or we don't have... Supporting does not always necessarily mean material yeah. material thing. It's actually that when there's an event, guys, go. When, you know, spread the word of mouth. Do those things that will actually make people see that there are people behind this. Because the only way funds and other things can come in is when people see, oh, wow, they've actually got a backing behind yeah. them, you know? And I think as, like, black women, as African women, we need to start doing it within ourselves because... You know, there's so many other businesses out there that we support without a like, without even batting an yeah, eye. There's so yeah. many organizations out mm-hmm. there, you know, whether it's World Vision, whether it's all of these things, white-owned businesses that we honestly don't even like blink an eye when we want to support. Yeah. But when an African business comes through, all oh, this we don't know, all mm. this like, and I think that needs to stop because I think that's what's also causing yeah. the lack of it and the stereotype of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that's why. Again, don't want to be rude. I feel like that's why Caucasians people think that they're helping us so much. Yeah. It's because we ourselves aren't helping each other. Bam. Exactly. Yeah. You know, when um, me and like the rest of Project X members, we talk about it and we're, we're so excited. We want to get Africa back on its feet, right? Exactly. And we talk about it and then we always come down to unity. That's that's what the one thing we lack of exactly. as African people. Yeah. It's unity because I see so many businesses. I'm like, oh my God, this is such a dope concept. Mm-hmm. And you wonder why it's not taking up, yeah. uh, like taking off as, as fast as it should. You know, there's so many people that are doing like thrift stores online, yeah. and there's people. Mama Sue, she's doing the event it's thing. Exactly. That's amazing. We don't have that in Adelaide. We Imagine don't. it's just 
supporting them. It's like literally twenty dollars, exactly, and you'll do... spend one hundred and twenty dollars for formal concert. It, it like it just boggles it, my mind. Yeah, it's it's really. I think it's that. It's really saddening. And like, and how do you like? How do you feel with the vision of? you know, trying to get Africa back on its feet and other developing countries, because I think we don't want to just be like Africa. I feel oh, like yeah. you guys are definitely global and I know that it's going to reach more than just Africa. Like, how do you how do you see that when everyone does have a negative stereotype of our country, of our continent, I should say, being like, oh, you know, the politicians aren't this or people aren't helping or, or not even that. There are so many businesses yeah. that are in Africa right now. Like, what do you think, how do you think Project X would stand out? would say no yeah um one of our forefront um i guess values is sustainability and you know this yeah and um when we first started project x i was like no fundraising none of that we don't want to give money to people it's um it's silly because there's been so much money given to africa nothing has been nothing has happened absolutely yeah so the reason why we um started project x was for it to be a way for people to stay sustainable give them skills rather than money because in that way a lot of people can help as well without having to spend their own funds on it that's so it. somebody that's a uni right now could be like you know what i want to do some work experience and i want to teach people i don't know say how to write a resume exactly and they could provide that skill to people back home absolutely do you know what i mean yeah. it's, it's a way of ho- us helping them and then uh, like we're by helping them, we're helping Africa. Yeah. Because you teach one little kid something, and then that little kid That's will teach them. It's a generation. Them. It's same. a generation. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And you're reaching a marginal people. And I think that's the way Project X is going to stand out, just by teaching people skills and holding yeah. workshops and just yeah. making sure people are sustainable. Yeah. And, and I, not living paycheck to paycheck. And I think that's the thing that we have to also hone in with what we have. Like, those abilities that we have, we actually have to, like, hone in on them and be like, hey, like this is actually what I'm good at. How can I then be of help to someone? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I think we get so... And I think that's why like, I'm so like into like helping people with your talks and things like that. Because I'm like, what else am I going to do with it? You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. If I'm good at singing or if I'm good at, as you're saying, like writing resumes, if I'm good at these things, what else am I going to do with it? Mm-hmm. Like, if it's not going to be for something that is helping a black-owned company that is uplifting... And I'm not saying, you know, like, this is Loki's, again, sounding rude. <laughs> but it's like, would you rather know that, like, you're doing something that's actually uplifting people who need you than going to sit in an office working for someone who's probably never going to bat an eye at you? Honestly, and, okay, just think about it. Imagine this, the future, and we have black CEOs. Imagine walking into a company, oh. and the vice president and the president Amen. are all black people. Girl. I just, I, I feel that, I'm like, That's imagine how dope that would be. That's what we need. I don't want to sound rude, but I'm sick and tired of walking into work, and the CEO, the vice president, the team Every leaders, board everybody member is, is Caucasian. Yeah. And we're all happy slaving away at desk jobs, being... Ooh. receptionist Ooh. and we're all happy and we're comfortable what? with that um we, i i believe that as african people we're made for so much more than oh, sitting down wow. and working for someone else's vision yeah and that's that's what it is you're working for someone else's vision where one you can support other visions or create your own and and people will support you and i think it's just this, i think it's that mentality again that we're told you know like and I, I don't want to take it back to, but I think having parents who've come from Africa and, like, we're, like, parents of immigrants and we also are, some of us are immigrants, I think it's that idea of we're so grateful just to be in this land, let's just work for yep. the people. Mm. You know what I mean? And I think that has to be a mentality that stops that. Yes, be grateful that you have a job, but, like, 
work hard and try and get to that top because it's yeah. not impossible. It's I think not. we're telling, we want to tell ourselves that it's impossible. We want to tell ourselves that, oh, how can I be the CEO of a white company? Girl, create your own company. Now, honestly, and it's like, it's being comfortable. And um, I feel like um, I don't want to talk down on the young generation because I do believe they're the future, obviously. But the young generation, the the ones that we have right now, um, yeah. they're very entitled, you know. Yeah. They're very entitled. Just because your parents bought you here and now you have a great education, it doesn't mean that you don't use that for anything, oh. honestly. Like, yes. So, you know what? So many kids, so many of the youth have so much potential. I speak to so many on a daily basis. Yeah. I'm like, the potential that you hold inside of you would we'll never would we'll never because we just want to be comfortable of here we are yeah i'll stick to it like i was talking to a girl i met this girl yesterday i went to a party or birthday whatever it was um and i met this girl today who she's doing some top job like she's a phd in like aerospace engineering and stuff wow. like that she's hella smart you know yeah. and like you know, we're just talking about, like, whether we would ever go back home and, like, hone our skills and things like that. And she was like, look, I'm probably not going to go back home unless, you know, there's a contract over there for me to work on, unless, you know, like, there's a good job over me or if they ask for my help. And I think, you know what, not everyone has the same mindset. And I'm like, you know what, that's actually true. Like, if you know where you've grown up from and you know where you've come from. But, like, for me, I always just say... If we are going to complain about our country, if we're going to complain about our continent as a, like as Africans, if we're going to complain about the things we black people go through, but then we're sitting on the tools for that to change, mm-hmm. why are you complaining? Honestly. Why are you complaining that there aren't enough you know black leaders out there when you can actually work up those skills to become a black leader? Or why are we complaining that there isn't enough black-owned businesses but we aren't supporting black-owned businesses? Mm-hmm. Why are we complaining that, oh, Africa is just like, oh, Africa's gone downhill, politicians are bad, but we who studied politics or you who studied law, you can't be like, you know what, let me go back home and yep. see what I can do. Now, I know we can't change the world, but I think... You can't complain about something you're... You can't complain about there not being water when you're sitting on a well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that gem was too good for me. Even even I I was like, ooh, that came out good. But you can't complain about about there being any water if you are sitting on the well. Yeah. That's the 100% true. And I think that's what what a lot of us do. Mm -hmm. Um, Even as women, even as black women, like... We, we, I think we all have that mindset of we want to see change. Yeah. You know, we want to see change in businesses. Whether you started a business, you want to see the change of people looking at you differently. But the skills that we have, we're too scared to, like, yeah, to hone in. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And, what, like, what would you say to that? What would you say to a black woman who, maybe she doesn't want to start a business, but she wants to get out there and actually, you know, make a name for herself? How would you tell her that, like, you can still keep your identity as a black woman? and make a difference look let me talk to the black women yes girl oh she moved guys she moved up (laughs) she moved (laughs) listen you black women are so powerful and i've had the pleasure of meeting so many successful black women and they've all started off as just the women that wanted to make a name for themselves and just because you become a ceo of a white company does not mean that you lose your identity it's always about just remembering where you come from where you're coming from. If you understand who you are as a black woman, I feel like, you know, when you're in your journey as a black woman, you understand and you get to know your identity. Yeah. Right? And I feel like nothing can take that away from you. That's good. No matter what your position is, no That's matter good. where you get, nobody can take that away from you. Yeah. No matter, how, what is it? No matter how 
well you speak English, yeah. no matter how well you write, like just don't let anybody take that away from you. If you're really good at writing and you love writing poetry, don't let anybody take away that yes. take that away from you. Yes. And if you don't want to build a business, there's so many people that I know that don't want to build a business, but you know what they do? They become vice presidents for black-owned businesses. You don't mm-hmm. have to come and own a business. Yeah. You can come and join a business. It's, that is it's so, so cool. easy. I just go support black businesses. So support. And you know, just one thing when you talked about poetry right now, I just want to shout out Flo, um, who started yeah. her poetry book. Yeah. Like her oh my god. Oh, oh, just again, love seeing women do amazing things. It's it's an amazing like just seeing people get um she had a reading yesterday and just seeing a lot of women and a lot of people going to support her, I'm like, that's what we need, black people. So thank you guys for going out and supporting her. Um, when her book comes out, get it, read it, you love it. But as you were saying just then, sometimes we do, and I think also this competitive mindset, and I'm not just saying this for women, but I posted this thing on Instagram the other one, a story on Instagram one day where it said that so many of us are rushing to be CEOs when we can be co-founders. Honestly. Oh we're literally God. rushing to be like, I want to get my name at the top. And sometimes even the the, the like the intention isn't genuine. It's mm. just the title. And sometimes we want to get that title of I'm a CEO or this is my business. This is my company. But you still get that same recognition and you still make a greater impact if you come together with another amazing company or another amazing business having great vision. Yeah. Like imagine if like you were just so focused on I need to make my name for myself as Aza. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the other girls, you know, Shimante and all the other girls were there being like, hey, like, we want to help you out with this. But you're like, nope, I yeah. just want this. Like, the impact wouldn't be as great. No. It wouldn't be as great. And I think that's the thing. We, And it's not just in business-wise. I think as black women, we shouldn't just be always running to get our names at the top. Yes, it's great. We need We need people at the top. But we also need women coming together. Yeah. We need ideas coming together. We need thought processes coming together. You know, some of the great businesses out there, like clothing businesses or like mm. jewelry businesses, there are people who came together being like, I'm great at this, you know, collaborate. Yeah. I'm like creative and you're great with finance. Let's mm. come together mm-hmm. and do something amazing, you know, and that's what we need. And yeah. so how do you think like the skills of everyone at Project X like comes together and makes yeah. you guys what you are? Because honestly, if you've met me, I'm way too laid back to even run a business. <laughs> exactly. No, it's true. I'm She's way- very chilled. <laughs> I'm way too laid back. So, Aguil is my right-hand woman. So, shout out to her. She literally carries that business on her back, honestly. Um, if I'm not there, she's the one that protects everything. But yeah. when we, I first started Project X, I looked out for people that had skills. Like, I, I didn't just choose my friends. Exactly. I chose people that had the skills. And I even put, I put it up on Instagram. Mm. I put up a post and I said, um, who has skills in these areas? And yeah. the people that replied to it, I just asked them a few questions and just to see if our visions were aligned. And then, yeah. Kali is good at marketing. Yeah. Agu is good at HR and yeah. just running everything. Shimanti is good at researching and writing papers because, oh my God, if you can see my English, it's, it's not that it's great. It's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. I'm not that young. 
and I'm not good at technology, so then we have a CR on tech and yeah. um, social media. And Layla is somebody that, you know, that gets along with the youth and she, yeah. she brings in that voice. She's like the fresh um, yeah. aspect, perspective, I guess. Aspect? Perspective. Perspective. Perspective, <laughs> yeah. And then we have people like Vanessa, you know, people that come and they're helping as well. And um, recently on our events, we met so many other women that have so many skills exactly. and they've been emailing us. I'm like, oh my God, we can't wait until we have an opportunity for you to work with us. Exactly. It's like we don't want to limit it and that's the thing with black businesses or um just being able to have something that's huge i guess with um with impact yeah it's letting other people in on it yeah um i don't when i started project x i don't want it to be as a started project x i wanted to just be dope ass women yeah that had a great vision i just wanted to help people yeah push this business up that's what i want so whoever has any skills or anything, we, we just always try to find a place for them in our business. Absolutely. So they can work with us. And that's the, look, I'm like really happy because I think all of this kind of just points to that, like, one, it's possible. It's not just, oh, we're just, it's not like a backyard business. Like these things are possible if we do have support, if we as black people have the right support from other black people. And I'm not saying you Caucasians can't help us. Help us out, my Asian sisters. <laughs> Help us out, Asian brothers. Help us out. Please. Like, please help us out. But I think if we ourselves as a community, if we ourselves as a race can't come together, I think that's where, for me, that's where I get frustrated. Even when, you know, someone from Europe leaves Europe and goes to Africa looking for, a, like, a, ch- a poor child where I'm like, there's poverty in Europe. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not, hey, again, please, those who've been adopted, don't come for me. Like, it's okay. But I'm just saying that, like, there's poverty in Europe. There's poverty, like, there's, you know, the kids who don't have homes in Europe. The kids who don't have homes in Australia. There's, like, it's everywhere. And I think that we as Africans, we haven't come together so much. We haven't, you know, supported each other so much that now we've had people of another race feel that, you know, they're the ones helping us, mm-hmm. you know? And that's not the case. I feel like this is the times where as women, as men, we come together and actually support each other. Whether you have friends who are just doing, dabbling in things or trying to start up their own things, like support them, encourage them, you know, yeah. whatever they need. Because I feel like the only way we can help ourselves as a race is kind of to prove to the Caucasians that we can do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Honestly, we don't yeah. go to their businesses asking them, Oh, what do you guys need? It's because we feel like we don't have the skills. Yeah. You know, and but we do. So yeah. and I just wanna point out something as well. When you're supporting black owned businesses, pay the full price. Honestly. Oh my god. <laughs> she just hit someone <laughs> on the head right there. <laughs> Stop asking for discounts. You will never walk into a Caucasian hair salon and ask them to do box braids. Actually, they wouldn't even be able to do box braids. But to get your hair done and be like, oh, I need 10% off, I need 20% off just because I know you. You never do that. Stop taking black businesses as if they're just things that are not professional. That's Stop it. doing that. These are hardworking women that are providing you with these services and these skills. Pay them accordingly. Pay them accordingly. Stop treating... It's almost like they're treating us like we're not human. Like, yeah. we're also human. Like, the way you would pay a white sister is the way you should pay a black sister. Yeah. Like, there shouldn't be a way where you're like, oh, I know you, so now give me 20% off. Yeah, that's not... It's not cool. And another thing, as we're, as we're going on this thing, I want to say something. As we've talked about, you know, being black women, being in um, an office where maybe it's Caucasian-owned or things like that, <laughs> don't go... 
trying to make a change don't don't go expecting a change when you are giving very minimum work do you know what i mean don't go out here being like i need a raise or i feel like i can do this on my own i need we need more black women when you yourself you know you're not doing much work you're minimal work you're rocking to work late mm -hmm. you're you know if we are expecting change, we ourselves need to start acting accordingly. Yep. You know what I mean? Whether we like it or not, my sisters, my brothers, <laughs> the reason why some people in our offices are getting promotions is because they come to work on time or it's because they actually do their job professionally. And I'm not saying that's for all people, but I'm saying that we can't expect, you know, our C we can't expect to be CEOs when we as receptionists aren't doing our jobs yeah, properly. Because if you're right. not doing your job properly as a receptionist, heck, you won't be doing your job properly when you get to that managerial mm -hmm. position. Or, you know, like, I just don't know. I feel like, don't be out here, like, working like you're in Kmart, but expect the pay of, like, <laughs> Louis Vuitton. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Kmart's kind of dope, though. So. I know, Kmart's dope. Shout out to Kmart. But I'm saying, like, don't work like... You're, okay, let's use cheapest chips. Like, don't work like you... Like, don't work as someone who works there. Like, just doing... Just, like, menial jobs and yeah. expecting, you know, the pay from, like, Vogue or something like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I feel like we also need to set an example. If yeah. we want to change the standards for our race, we need to set an example. We need yeah. to break the stereotypes of, oh, Africans are always late. Uh, break yep. the stereotypes of, like, you know, we're always, you know, rude and, you know, mm -hmm. we roll our eyes and we talk mm -hmm. back. We need to break those stereotypes because... Sometimes they're true. Sometimes we do have people who, yes, they want to be different and they want to make a difference, but we aren't yeah. acting that way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And you can do that all with with still keeping your identity. No, honestly. And also, just um, on what Vanessa just said, um, yeah, stop being, feel, like, stop being entitled, <laughs> stop being first of all. <laughs> and second of all, if you really want to get into a position that's a, a high position, you're going to work, you're going to have to work three times as hard. Absolutely. Three times as hard. Because if you really want it bad enough, you'll understand. You'll understand. Like, night and day, you won't sleep trying to get into that position. Because you would have to work three times as hard as somebody that's Caucasian. Yeah. Just putting it out there. And it's the truth, guys. So, honestly, we can go on for this for, like, forever. Um, but as women, as black women, as the quote said, what did the quote say again? I forgot. It says that it is hard to be a woman. You must think like a man, act like a lady and look, look like a girl and work like a horse. Now we are saying that it's true as, as black women, we do have to upkeep ourselves and we do have to work harder most times than a lot of other races. But I think it's possible. Oh, it's definitely possible. It's 100% possible. Yeah. And we're saying here that your race shouldn't define you. Who, like, what you look, your appearance shouldn't define you. Your character should. Who you are mm -hmm. should. Your work ethic should define you. So, <laughs> with all of that said, honestly, do you have any final words, Medea, and encouragements? <laughs> yeah, um, I, I'm reading a book, and it's called The Go-Giver. It's a really good book, so you should all read it. And I was reading, um, it's a part about influence. Ooh. And it said, influence is not a push, it's a pull. Wow. So, like Vanessa wow. was saying, yeah, it's a push. It's, it's a, a pull, pull, not a push. Not a push, that's so right. good. So, who you are, your character, and your identity is what's going to pull people towards you and yes. your vision. So, for all my sisters out there, I'm going to specifically say black women. If you, if you have a vision, you have a dream, you have goals... 
write them down find people that are willing to support you go out there network networking is going to be your biggest advantage yeah and this is not even about just business um if you're a uni and you know you want to become a doctor god knows we need more women that are doctors yes you know if you want to become the find some of those that's done it some find someone else that can guide you don't be afraid to ask for help i think that's the one thing that we lack of yeah don't be afraid to ask for help and you know i'm always here um, find me on Instagram, ask me questions. She's here too, I'm here too. Yeah, and Vanessa's here. <laughs> you know, find people that are just dope ass women like you guys. Yeah. You know, like, I always tell Vanessa, I'm like, you know, her and Mama Sue and her friend, Jocelyn, yeah. you yeah. guys are just dope ass people because I didn't think it was possible to have a group of women like that just uplifted each other like that. Yeah. It's it's possible, guys. And as you were saying, race doesn't have to be a factor. Like, we need women to just stand together. Like, God knows we black women go through it that enough. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, we get that from other races enough without us doing it to each other. Yeah. You know, and I think that's where it needs to stop. And so, guys, honestly, this has been a dope conversation. Um, I got you saying dope. I know, now I'm saying dope. Actually, yeah, that's true. Um, it's been a great conversation. <laughs> um... Yeah, honestly, I'm so happy that you came. Um, and I'm so happy that you did this. Yeah, I'm so happy. Bring me back, please. We will. Okay. We're having... No, honestly, we're going to have a great conversation. I'm planning... Oh, I can't tell people what I'm planning, but yeah. I'm planning a very cool conversation, guys. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming. Thank no you problem. so much. It's been great having you. And yeah, guys, so follow us on Instagram. Asa, what's your handle? I forgot. It's Asa.isma, I'm pretty yes. sure. Yeah, it, it, AKA Thanos, I think. Yeah. <laughs> No, literally, I'm going to have a Halloween party. I'm going to be Thanos. Oh, my gosh. Yes. You're invited. Yes. Oh, my God. Whoever follows me on Instagram the next second. No, I'm joking. <laughs> next second, you're invited. No, guys, it's been great. Um, When I post this up, give us some comments, share it, like it. You know the drill. Uh, can't wait to hear you guys what you guys thought of this. I love having discussions also on my stories. Um, The past few have been pretty dope. Last one was about whether people can say the N-word. Um, yeah, that one got a few eyes, eyebrows up there. But honestly, guys, thank you again for listening in. I appreciate you guys. You know the drill. I love you. Um, and yeah, see you on the next episode. Say bye. Bye.